I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Hello! And welcome to the first episode of Homos on Haunted Hill with Chris and Kevin. I am Kevin. And I am Chris. <laughs> uh, we figured this this quarantine era was a perfect time to start a horror movie podcast, because why not? Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Chris and I don't know each other super well, mostly talked online, but we have a lot of similar interests, and I really liked his vibe a lot, so I reached out and asked if he'd be interested in doing this. So thank you, yeah, Chris. I'm thrilled to. This is going to be a blast. Yeah. Um, so rather than covering a movie today, we thought it would be good just to do a little getting to know you intro episode, kind of our newly dreads, uh, game. Uh, this should be good. <laughs> I did not just come up with that, by the way. That was like a couple days. Um, and, uh, it should be good for, uh, our five listeners to get a sense of where we are coming from, uh, with our horror interests as well, because there are so many subgenres and styles of horror out there. You know, you could have two horror fans standing side by side who have completely different interests, which is exactly. okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just shows how diverse this genre is. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start and uh, go back and forth asking each other some questions, which may spark some sub-discussions uh, sub as well. But first, Chris, uh, I wanted to ask you, have you read or watched anything particularly interesting horror genre related during this crazy isolation era we live in? Oh man, I've uh, I've actually been uh, trying to watch things that are less horror and more like positive, which is just so ridiculous. But sure, um, I've uh, I had actually started the show Thirty Rock uh, about like a decade ago, and I had only watched like season one, and now it's on Hulu, and I am now on like season four, and I'm just I'm just incredibly happy. <laughs> It's yeah, just, it's just, 30, right. that's a good choice. It is just is one pure of, joy. Ah, uh, fantastic! It's one of my go-to uh, sitcoms. So it's so I'm good. Glad you... Um, I'm trying to think what else I've watched. Uh, I've I've watched the uh, the cursed films docu series on oh, yeah. Shutter. It's yeah. um, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> interesting. It's um, I feel like the first few episodes were kind of like i feel like we all kind of know everything about those but um the last one was on uh twilight zone the movie and it actually got kind of heavy i mean it 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 actually felt that was probably the best one of the group um just because there was an actual sort of emotional undercurrent to the whole thing and uh and i i really liked that episode a lot uh but the rest of them like they're not bad it's just kind of like i don't really it it feels like they kind of just come and go really quickly you don't really learn that much that you didn't already know it's kind of so it's kind of like what's the point but yeah that's kind of how i felt about the amc history of horror series did you watch that i've watched a few of them there's a few that i really liked um but I think once you get to a certain point, you know, with a lot of these sort of classic films that, that they talk about, there's not much that, that you can really add. It's kind of like they're, every ta- ta- table's been turned. There's there's nothing to really discover about most of these. 
Yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of like I wish they would do a series on movies that maybe they don't talk about as much sure. because there's just more to talk about. You know, with like Halloween, it's it's like, did you know this was originally a William Shatner mask that they spray painted white? <laughs> it's like, no. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> it's like, wait, those hands belong to Deborah Hill? What? It's like, <laughs> it, it's it, like, we all know that. Like, it's not. And I'm like, is there anything we don't know about these movies yet? Like anything right. at all? Right. It's crazy. And you and I kind of had that similar discussion, you know, when we were talking oh. about what type of movies we would want to cover. Uh, right. We kind of decided, you know, these movies like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. uh, the, most people, at least horror fans, people who would be listening to this podcast probably, uh, right. know, yeah, have heard these films talked about in so many different ways by so many different people already that yeah. it's like, what more could we add? So we may like <laughs> right. occasionally cover a classic, but like, yeah. I think we're going more for some under the radar uh, choices. So. I think it makes more sense. I mean, I don't yeah. have anything to say about Halloween that 50,000 other people haven't said. It's a masterpiece. Same. I get it. Like, Same. you know, yeah. it's yeah. a beautiful film. Everything is perfect. I don't have anything else to say, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've kind of felt the same way. I've uh, been just watching some classics recently. For some yeah. reason, that's what I've been in the mood for. You know, I watch like The Exorcist and Carrie, The Thing, oh, and Rosemary's yes. Baby, Alien, like all these great classics, but like, but I just don't have that much to say about. There's like nothing said, to say just... about them. It's it's like, um, yeah, the acting's great, the cinematography's great. It's a classic. Like, what are you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, know? like Sigourney Weaver is still a badass and alien. Like, she's the queen. Like, there's yeah. nothing else to say. Like, <laughs> everything that she does is amazing. Like, there's nothing to say. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I've also been feeling like just some, like uh, uh, '90s melodramas have, recently. Um. What else? Oh, uh, good. Yes. Like Dolores Claiborne, uh, which I had not seen for a long time. Um, loved Del- it. Oh, that is so underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's like nobody talks best. about that as a um, you know, Stephen King adaptation. It just kind of goes under the radar, but uh, it's great. No. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I love Misery, but I actually think Kathy Bates is better in Del- Dolores Claiborne. Sure. I think it's 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 just a really well done film. It's a great adaptation. It's everybody is perfect. Right. I, it's it's an unbelievable film. Yeah, yeah. She definitely gets a more uh, nuanced performance yeah, there. Yeah, um, there's so whereas, much there. I love Misery as well, but you know it's kind oh, of, of course you know crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, of course, I mean yeah. she's, there are layers of that, but you know, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I love I love that movie and I love her in that movie. But yeah, it's um, fantastic. Uh, what else? I watched, um, I watched Heavenly Creatures for the first time. I don't know how I'd never really? seen that first. Oh, um, wow. Kind of, uh, mixed feelings about that one. Um, I appreciated really? it. Um, I don't know. I, I, some tonal things that I just never really like, sat into. <laughs> the whole, like, sort of, like, fantasy stuff with the... Yeah. 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 And then how the, the, I mean, I knew the ending was coming because uh, oh, I yeah. knew what the film was about. And of course they tell you in the first five minutes, it's like Moulin Rouge, right. like, you know, she's going to die. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. But then you're still kind of floored when it happens. It's like, oh, I knew this was going to happen, but, um, it's brutal. Oh my God. It's yeah. like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, ugh. I'll have to revisit that. Um, cause I think it, I, it, I had mixed feelings, but I, I think I will enjoy more in a second. Yeah. Things. I don't remember how I felt like the, the first time I watched it, it was like in like maybe the late nineties. And I, I don't think I was quite prepared for it. And then mm-hmm. I watched it again. I think it was in film school, I think. And I was like, sure. Oh wow, this is actually really fantastic. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's just kind of strange how like some movies need you to watch them like multiple times before you really 
like them or get them. It's 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 so strange. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. seen like a lot of stuff that I watched as a kid. I've I've had to rewatch, and some of it that that I absolutely loved, I'm kind of like eh, on, and then some that I absolutely despise, I love now. Yeah. It's crazy. Same, same. Yeah. Um, even uh, what was the most recent one for me? Uh, I didn't like The Witch the first time I saw it. Now I love it. Um, I kind of didn't either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was not in love with just, it. Yeah. I don't know if things have just changed so much, you know, uh, over maybe. the past several years. Um, yeah. Everything in the Trump era feels like a million years, and it's exactly. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. Th- that is that is the weird part is is that these these last like four years have really felt like about a decade. Like it, it's yeah. really weird. Yeah. I, I I don't know why, but when I first watched that. I think maybe the like the sound system in my th- my theater wasn't great, and I couldn't really tell like what the fuck they were saying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, are they right. talking in like an accent? And I was like, what the yeah. fuck's happening? Same. So it was like wonderful to watch like from the comfort of my home with subtitles. Yes. And yes. It was, yeah, it was great. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is strange. Uh, when that occasionally happens, when you get to revisit something, you're like, "Oh, that was really good." Um, yeah, but I don't know why I didn't see that the first time around. But uh, <laughs> right. whereas the lighthouse, I loved right away, immediately. Okay. I still so have to see that. that. I oh, still have so to see it's it. So I have heard we, nothing but raves. We will, we will chat about that at some point. I've got to um, see it. I've got to. Um, but anyway, are you ready to get started? With questions? Sure. Yes. Yes. Bring it okay. on. All right. So question number one, and this is kind of an involved one. Uh, oh, God. What are your top five favorite horror films of all time? Okay. Now, and, um, this is tough. This is really this tough. Is, this was really difficult. And we kind of came up with these questions beforehand, full disclosure. That's uh, true. We're just yeah, kind of talking yeah. on the spot. <laughs> yeah. um, although now that puts the pressure on us to say something intelligent <laughs> yeah. about some of these things. and <laughs> We're so good on the spot. We're just, yeah. Right. Uh, um, d- uh, what... Were there like any particular criteria you had when you were doing this? Um, did you rank them in any order? Um, well, see, like I, I always find things like this to be very, very tough because I, I have so many fa- favorites, and so this isn't in like any particular order. These are the first ones that came to mind. Um, uh, but I do think my top one is Carrie for sure. There's mm, just it, it's good not. Choice. I've it is my ultimate movie it's what made me want to become an actor a storyteller it it made me want to do everything in my life that is a defining film um i think it's perfectly cast it's perfectly shot everything about it is just like perfection and um and then i put black christmas the original of course because i mean that's okay. the only one that exists um yeah, but... yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah <laughs> not black x moss yeah black x moss uh, and black <laughs> wokeness or whatever that was i don't I know i still haven't I, seen that sure. one yeah it is you know what i'm gonna say this i it's an unpopular opinion i uh-huh. enjoyed it okay for what it was which i'm still not sure what it actually was but it is there are moments that are so bizarre that you just have to laugh <laughs> and um, it would have been better if it was like rated R and if it had a few more drafts of the script, perhaps. Sure, but sure. it felt very, very rushed. Um, but there's 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 little seeds in there that I'm like that. If they had just expanded upon that, it would have been great. But, sure. You know, like, yeah, what seed. what are you gonna do? You know, little bits of interest. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. 
and uh, that's kind of how I felt about. Uh, I just watched The Boy too recently, and it was a very similar thing. It was like oh, I still need to see that is, too. <laughs> it's, I mean, objectively a terrible film, but like I, there was enough right. about it that like I appreciated. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, see, like that's how I kind of like. I don't really think that there's many films out out there that are just completely unredeemable. I think there's something in every film that ha- that's kind of gives it a reason to exist. Like, even if it's just, like, a kind of a semi-decent per- performance or, you know, just something that makes me go, okay, that that part was great. Um, sure, sure. The rest needs some work, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, pause for one moment here. Are, are you yeah. getting any sort of feedback? I'm not, no, no. Okay. I'm, for some reason, it's coming out. I'm like, is that recording or not? It's, it, um, it's, 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 a, it's a ghost. The ghost okay. of Haunted Hill. Okay. Uh, it seems to be working, is. yeah. Okay, okay, we're back. Yes. All right, awesome. Um, I guess number three is Ten- Tenebrae. I um, I I'm not sure why, but I think it's my f- it's my favorite um, it's it Italian horror film. Sure. I think it uh, the script is actually very strong, which for most it- Italian horror films is not really a given, right, and right. Uh, it's beautifully shot, fairly well acted, considering it's all been you know dubbed in post um yeah. and it just has some great scenes um and then the last two you know like uh i hate to say it because it's just so t- typical but a nightmare on elm street and halloween because sure. they're perfect i don't really want to talk about them but they're perfect you know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh what about you what are your top five yeah, those are well those are all uh, great choices um uh, my number one is the basic gay answer, and that would be Scream. Oh, uh, Scream, and, yes. And mostly just because, you know, it was the film that sparked my interest in horror as a teenager, and I think it's a pretty good, like, gateway horror film because it's uh, yes. filled with so many references to other films, and right. uh, if you're any sort of nerd, you want to go watch those other films after you watch that one. And That's uh, how it worked with, with the me, I think. Like, uh, Prom sure. Night, Terror Train, I think I heard about those from Scream. Right, right. And that, that, and Halloween, of course. I I don't oh, know yeah. if I'd seen how I, I feel like I'd seen Halloween before Scream, but um, right. But um, yeah, and of course, open the queer writer Kevin Williamson, which in mm-hmm. the '90s was not nothing, you know, in Hollywood yeah, to be openly gay in the '90s. Uh, and yeah, it just combines a lot of elements of love. There's like you know, the whodunit mystery, a small town mm-hmm. with a shady past, uh, dysfunctional families. Oh yeah, all uh, the good stuff. Yeah, quippy dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm some melodrama in camp you know just uh, oh yeah so much great stuff one of my favorite lines in there is the, she's got her own bubble butt boyfriend billy like this <laughs> <just> great <laughs> like only a gay man could write that right it's uh, uh teen suicide is out this year and homicide yes. is much more healthy therapeutic expression i love that exactly, oh my god exactly. um, <laughs> and then we get like two badass final girls slash final women with sydney prescott and yes. gail weathers so it's, oh, it's great it's great they are um, queens yeah yeah um, so that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, also kind of a fun one, Fright Night from 1985. Yes. Um, oh, of course, so not much the, fun. Not the 2011 remake, which is just kind of meh, but the original, yeah. such a classic, so fun, so campy. Uh, um, a lot of Rear Window vibes as well. Very much you know, you so, have yeah. The, the vampire moving in next door and all the paranoia. Uh, also, everyone in that uh, film is basically queer, right? You know, <laughs> It's like the uh, gayest movie ever. It is. I, I would say like, next in the... I don't know. Like, I guess everyone but Charlie maybe is gay. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And maybe I, he is too. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. it's 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 hard to read. Like, um, 
Because you got the flashy queen, Roddy McDowell, and then uh, yeah. uh, power lesbian, Amanda Burse, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, of course, amateur gay porn star, Stephen Jeffries. Oh, and yeah. It's, just, uh, it's, it's such a gay movie. Um, I would say Next to Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is probably the gayest, main, at least mainstream horror film of the 80s. Definitely. So probably agree? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also just, you know, a lot of callbacks to Universal Monster movies and Hammer stuff. And uh, yeah. I love the horror host set up with Peter Vincent. And, uh, oh, it's fantastic. Just, so fun, so fun. Uh, number three, Psycho. Yes. Uh, classic, original. Um, yeah, this is, again, I don't know. I have nothing to say about this. It's, it's just a perfect film. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like, what more can, can you say? It's, it's been uh, talked about like crazy, you know? Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, both babes in the movie. Oh, uh, yes. John uh, great... Gavin, yes. oh my God. Yes, yes, Come yes, yes. Come on. Um, some very queer plot twists and themes, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. And it just, it looks like so timeless i just rewatched it last halloween i was like besides the fact that it's in black and white like it's just it looks great still and um, yeah there's just like something about the vibe of that film it just it it never really seems to age much yeah yeah and let's see it's uh 60 this year which is insane jesus Um, oh my god that's crazy um if i had any like small complaint it it is the giant exposition dump at the end of the film. Oh, I get why God. it's there. I, I understand I, I it. I can't handle but... it. I can't. It is. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. It just. It just goes on and on. Like I think I. I. I watched it when it was re-released in theaters a few years ago. Is like I think it was part of that like TCM thing, mm-hmm. and um and it was so great. And I was like, this is amazing on the big screen. And then that scene comes up, and I'm like, okay, guys. Wrap it up. Come on. My God. This is ridiculous. Like, we're not that right. stupid. Like, it just, right? it's like, just, were like, people in 1960? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, did they need to have this told to them? Like, I, like I just... Y- I... You see, the problem was he was a transvestite <laughs> and his his mother was domineering. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we don't need... We we totally get it. We get it. Right, just right. from what I, we've I have, seen and heard. Like, <laughs> yes, I have gathered from... Yeah, what I've seen. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's so good. Otherwise, oh. and... um. And, of course, Psycho 2, one of the most underrated sequels oh, of all time. Oh, it's brilliant. No one ever talks about how brilliant no that is. It's so uh, good. Meg Tilly, Perfect Queen. Oh, yes. So I great. love her so much. Um, yeah, so that's Psycho. Uh, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street, just because I love it. <laughs> uh, but I already had one Wes Craven fulfillment here, so I'm going to go with Silence of the Lambs. A good um, one. Which I know some people would argue is more of a psychological thriller, but I also feel like... For the early 90s, uh, they were, at least at the studio level, that was kind of what was being served up as horror, you know, with like Seven and Primal Fear and Cape Fear, that all was these thrillers. like yeah. pretty much what they called like their version of a horror film. It was like, yeah. oh, well, it's not really a horror film. It's a, it's a psychological thriller. You know, if it was a <laughs> horror film, I don't think I would have signed on to it. It's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> it's like, it's like, calm down, girl. Like, uh, but, you know, I didn't like that movie that much when I first w- watched it and I hadn't seen sure. it um for years until uh i think it was this year i re-watched it and i was like this is a perfect movie what the fuck it was is, wrong with me it is so good uh i think jodie foster's performance just like sells that you know oh, everybody talks fabulous. about anthony hopkins and of course he's great but i oh, feel like so jodie foster is sort of the linchpin of that film and oh uh, she's amazing uh, in that dr dr Lecter. uh <laughs> <laughs> the um, lambs the lambs <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, so good um, have you heard anything from the the parody musical that they did, Silence? No, no. It's it's a lot of fun too. Uh, it's worth checking out. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, you no know, great script. Uh, 
pretty true to the book, which I read several years ago. I wouldn't mind revisiting that. Uh, but yeah, great. And I get uh, I get the complaints, you know, regarding the trans killer trope. That is always oh, a thing, right, and yeah. always a discussion worth having. Uh, oh, but of I course, think yeah. there's there's so much good in that film that for me personally, and it sounds like for you as well, there's just it's a great film. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last one, I cheated. I couldn't come up with just one here. So I did a three-way tie between uh, Stephen King adaptations here. I did oh. Carrie, of course, which uh-huh. as well. Perfect. Uh, the Shining, 1980, which I love. Oh, and yes. uh, Misery, which we talked about from 1980. Oh, perfect. Yeah, see, and- the thing with The Shining is, like, I I like the book. I do. Sure. Uh-huh. But I – oh, God. N- n- no one come at me here. But I personally think the movie's better. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, and that was mm, – yeah, I don't want to get any hate for this either, but I wasn't huge. Have you seen Doctor Sleep yet? Yes. Okay. Um, I was not big on it. What, what were your okay. feelings? Okay. Well, it's about to get it's about to get crazy then because <laughs> I fucking loved it. So okay. I, interesting. I, <laughs> okay. Maybe we should do an episode on this at some point then. Okay. That would be awesome because I. <laughs> yeah. I. It, what's weird is that I can never tell how people are going to feel about that movie. It's yeah. like people who seem to have like similar taste as me. Some of them love it, and some like absolutely despise it. I'm like, what right. is going on there? Like, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like it's thoughts better for a, a separate episode because I do have a oh, lot yeah. on there. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's an epic. So it's <laughs> yes, 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 very much. Um, yeah. Are there any other like Stephen King adaptations that you really like? Stephen King. Okay. Um, it's not an adaptation. I think I think it was just a screenplay. I like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like nice, nice. Um, Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Uh, it's a, a mm-hmm. very complex, interesting film uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> about um, people who I guess are like cats or something, but they like <laughs> morph into people. It's very – and then like the mom and the son are like fucking – it's very right? weird. Yes, it's very I've... strange. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. It's the guy from Charmed, right? What, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brian Krause, yeah. Right, yes, thank you. Uh, it is fascinating. <laughs> I, uh, you're making me want to revisit it now. now that you talk it about, is yeah. such a blast. I, I think it just came out from Scream Factory like a year or two ago, and I re-watched it. And I mean, I can see, you know, it's, it's not a perfect movie, but it's so much fun because it's so off-the-wall bonkers i mean a guy is stabbed w- with a piece of corn on the cob i mean <laughs> that that is genius i don't know what was go- going on there but it's glorious oh that's wonderful i um, love it um yeah i there aren't a ton that i really love uh the uh i'm trying to think of any others um i kind I of like I, well, I revisited the Dead Zone a couple days ago because I was like, okay, people talk about this. They always rank it really high, and I don't yeah. know. It was, it was fine. Um, I haven't seen it in so long, but I remember liking it. It's just been a while. Yeah, I, I didn't have any strong feelings either way. Uh, I wasn't paying really close attention. Maybe I should do that while I'm watching movies. Cause that's that's probably why I wanted to do this. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was um, it was fine. Um, other than that. Uh, yeah, I can't think. There's so many, and most of them are just not great. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I I guess I like the first Pet Cemetery. There's a lot mm-hmm. I don't like about it, but there's so much that I do like about it that I feel like it does kind of it it it's 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 a good movie altogether. But there's some stuff I wish was changed, and then the the remake just oh uh, no. Yes, uh, I was not a fan of that either. Did yes. not care for it. I was like, you mm-hmm. have such potential here, and it's and you just. Dropped the ball on every single level, and mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that. I was very 
disappointed. I it, it, it to me felt a lot like the um the remake of Carrie. It felt like it was kind of even like sh- sort of sh- shot in the same sort of bland style and everyone seemed like sort of miscast it it sort of didn't really it just i ugh, i just couldn't do it i was yeah yeah i was i agree i was so mad <laughs> <laughs> you had one job one job i was like why yeah. <laughs> it's like you could have improved so much like it's, yeah oh. it seemed like it's, it was rushed to screen it's like they announced yes. it and it was like several months later here it is and it was yeah you know, i think it took about, about a week t- to make i i'm yeah. not sure but it was like <laughs> we're gonna do this we've got john lithgow and i was like hell yeah i'm in and yeah, then it was like yeah. we're here i was like oh fuck why why right right yeah why john lithgow why why <laughs> what have you done damn um, it uh should we move on next question yes yes i'll i'll do this one uh okay uh top five favorite non-horror films okay um Man, this was also very difficult uh, because so many, and I'm sure you're kind of the same way, but like a lot of my non-horror films are still kind of horror adjacent. Uh, Actually, come to think of it, I think mine are too. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I I tried to pick stuff that wasn't like, obviously, you know, in the within the horror umbrella, but still some of these I think still have influences anyway. Uh, so number one is uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, 1999. Oh. Okay, well, I did that uh, one too. So <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, well, we can great talk. We can talk about it here. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it's you know a perfect mockumentary. I would even rank it above the Christopher Guest films, which I also love. Unpopular uh, op- opinion, but I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, you know, it's a small town Minnesota beauty pageant where the beauty queens start being mysteriously injured and sometimes killed. So there's like a little bit of a slasher vibe, but it's also yeah, tongue in cheek and absurdist. Like Who done it? Sort of a crazy farcical kind of comedy. It's it's, it's right. brilliant. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And then about like halfway through, you kind of just stop caring about like the mystery and just or just enjoying <laughs> yeah. spending time with these like '90s babes. You yeah, know? you're just uh, like, I'll have about fifty thousand more percent Alice and Janney, please. This exactly. Uh, yeah, oh, so many good people in that cast. You know, Kirsten Literally, Denise Richards, uh, Brittany Murphy. It's a perfect cast. A perfect uh, cast. Uh, There's not young... one person who is miscast in right. that. Right. Um, and uh, bizarrely, it is not. It was streaming on Hulu for like a couple months and now it's yeah. not there anymore. I'm like, what the um, fuck, guys? Come, come. This is what we, we need right now. We yeah. need this available for everyone. And I keep thinking now that um, Shout has that sort of like deal with like Warner New Line, maybe they could put it out at some point. I don't know. Oh, that would be, It'd be amazing. Oh, It'd be so yeah. great. Hmm. Um, do you want to do your first one? Oh yeah, uh, my first one was uh, "Terms of Endearment," actually, uh, which is yeah. uh, a mother-daughter saga mm-hmm. uh, starring Shirley MacLaine and Deborah Winger, and it is uh, it it it's known as like kind of a tear jerker, but really, it's also incredibly funny. And it is, it is. That's what I love about it. It's it's it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry. It's just a good time all around. It's wonderful. Yeah, a lot of time jumping. Oh film. yeah, um, very much. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's like a span of like maybe fifteen, twenty years or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but of course, Shirley MacLaine continues to look amazing throughout <laughs> that oh fifteen-year time period or whatever. Yeah, that woman. Oh god, she's an icon. She's uh, an yeah. icon. And the I ending is so her. sad. Um, it's it break breaks my heart. It is just it's it's one of those movies I saw when, when I was like five or six. I don't know why it's stuck. With me, considering I was five or six, because it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a a more ma- 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 mature f- film, you would think. Um, 
but it just stuck with me and I just I thought they were hysterically funny and warm <laughs> right. and and just oh god it's so good it's so good yeah 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 I think of uh to some degree a lot of us as little gay boys are also secretly 40 year old women I don't know but uh <laughs> yeah there's like something to that right there's I don't know something. what the uh, fuck that that is yeah like it's so weird because like all of the films that I loved as a kid like all were pretty much stories about women mm-hmm. most of whom were like over 30 40 years old I'm like what yeah. is that about what's going yeah. on there it's very yeah. weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's, it's worth exploring. Maybe we will dive into that at some point. Yes. Paging <laughs> when, Dr. Freud. I don't know. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so weird. Um, okay, uh, my number two is mm-hmm. uh, Back to the Future from 1985. Yes. Oh, and, that's a good one. Uh, this is my kind of nostalgic pick as well. Uh, it's one of those movies I watched over and over again as a kid, probably even more than Star Wars, Star Wars which I also love. Um, and I, I think it also helps that Michael J. Fox was probably my first uh, boy crush. So that's God. He was uh, so cute. Oh He's so cute God. in the movie. Um, it's 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 such a 1985 film. You know, you got the flashy oh, yeah. costumes, the big iconic music scores, these larger than life performances, uh, a lot so of great one liners, and just silly, campy plot twists. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. I know a lot of people love part two as well and i like it uh it's a little convoluted but at least you get elizabeth shoe from adventure babysitting so that's look great. i am all about more of the sh- of the schuster i love <laughs> yes. her so much I, I there was a movie that came out it was called hamlet 2 yes recently yes. And, and she was she has a cameo and there's this line in there that makes me laugh where like she's i think she's 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 like a she's like a nurse now or something right right and she and, and she has to leave and the lead guy's like shoo shoo <laughs> it just makes me laugh it's so stupid but i just i just i just, I just love that shout out to hamlet too I don't hamlet too yes i watch rock me rock me sexy jesus every easter rock, actually yes rock me sex, sexy jesus oh, oh man that's more people should movie. see that film we should i'm glad we're yes. talking about this film because it's hamlet great. too come on guys it was a, it was a gem come on if you take away nothing else from this episode go watch hamlet too. <laughs> watch hamlet too <laughs> Um, uh, what's your next film? Uh, my next one is, uh, Death Becomes Her. Ah, oh, yes. Which, uh, Perfect Queens, Meryl mm-hmm. Streep and Goldie Hawn as Goldie a, Hawn. uh, feuding rivals, uh, trying to win the affection of, of all people, Bruce Willis, <laughs> who is, um, you know, in real life, I actually find him very, very sexy, but in this uh, movie, he is made out to be like the biggest schlub in the world. So the yes. fact that they're like fighting over this guy is hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they discover that there's a, a potion that can make you beautiful and young and thin forever. And uh, the side effect is that it also makes you live forever. And if you are killed, you will not die. So at some point, they both end up being killed and return as zombies. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just the most insane shit. Um, you know, there's holes in their s- stomach. Their heads are sp- spun around it's just ridiculous it's like the longest tales from the crypt episode of all time and it's glorious it's hysterically funny just super bitchy and ghoulish and everything that anyone could ever want and i love every second of it it's so great yeah great pick yeah a lot of universal monster movie vibes in that and uh definitely yeah um how about another your next pick 
Um, what is my next pick? Uh, Harold and Maude from 1971. Oh, that's a good one. It is, it's funny, it's thoughtful, it's macabre, it's sad. It just, it covers so many, it checks so many boxes for me. Um, it's for so anyone good. who's never seen it, it's a coming of age kind of dark comedy drama about this death obsessed young man and an eccentric, eccentric 19 or uh, 79 year old uh, woman played by the fabulous Ruth Gordon. Ruth uh, Gordon. Who, yes. Perfect. Uh, who <laughs> developed this close friendship, which eventually blossoms into a romantic relationship. And uh, yeah, she's is just stunning in this film. Uh, it gives me like Agra from the Dark Crystal vibes, and I love that. <laughs> and uh, um, I also just I love all the like bloody pranks that Harold plays. You know, he fakes his suicide, he attends funerals, <laughs> he drives a hearse, and all of this is to freak out his socialite camptastic mom, who pretty much ignores him otherwise. And uh, it's just it's yeah, it's a great film. Uh, it's about unlikely friendships and relationships and cherishing the things you have while you have them because you never know. When you could lose them, which I think is a good message for this time that we're living in right now. Um, oh, we never boy, know. Tomorrow is not guaranteed ever. for anyone, right? Yeah. Oh, boy, is um, that right? Ooh. Yeah. Um, That's so good. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is Heathers. Oh, yes. Um, a, a classic film about teen angst. And uh, basically, you know, there's a accidental death death that kills the most popular girl in school and her friend, well, I guess like for frenemy, um, starts to realize that maybe life would be better if the rest of the sort of high school clique would uh, possibly die as well. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. she has uh, Christian Slater who is willing to take her up on that and uh, things just go from bad to worse in uh, very funny but also like i i i i think it's it it has a nice message though too it's 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 a very sort of sweet film underneath it all surprisingly i think it's very cynical and dark but there's 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 little gems of um wisdom in there you know and i can see that yeah i love it i just love it i think everyone's perfectly cast and um Uh uh-huh christian slater uh, so hot so christian slater is gorgeous uh unbelievably so like i can understand why you know someone would want to go on a murder spree with him i'm like i <laughs> yes. get it i totally get it like you know <laughs> right right i i i might i don't know um winona yeah. perfect, perfect adorable perfect. in this beautiful yeah. that was like and, peak uh, winona around like oh yeah and everything else yeah and the best part is that i think everyone in the movie is like actually like 16 or 17 so they're actually teens which, which is rare for never a never happens yeah. it never yeah. does like typically it's like here's stalker channing and she's like third third 34 yeah and uh so i think we're so used to that that it's kind of nice to actually see like real teens in a teen film for sure it's so cool yeah it's yeah. awesome great pick and um, uh what's what's your next one uh, let's see. Um, staying in that kind of dark comedy vibe here. Mine is Ooh. Election from 1999. <gasps> yes, Election. Uh, oh, and, uh, so good. It's Yeah, it's fairly, I would say, underappreciated uh, dark comedy. It is. A lot of satirical vibes. Um, the plot, there's there's so much going on in the plot. <laughs> I would say <laughs> yeah, it's... so much. <laughs> I tried to, like, sum it up in a sentence here. You have this, like, <laughs> high school high school history teacher who's having sort of this midlife crisis slash existential crisis and he decides he's going to sabotage this high school presidential campaign uh in in particular this precocious and ambitious student of his named tracy flick who is played by the fabulous reese witherspoon and from there everything just blows up and goes out of control for everyone um so many great witty one-liners and i love 
like the multiple multiple narrators set up uh and uh not just multiple multiple narrators but like unreliable narrators which i think is a really sort of fascinating so. thing um and i think it's kind of true to real life because i think we see ourselves in a very specific way in our yeah. journey and that may be completely divorced from how everybody else <laughs> exactly. in the world sees us <laughs> um that yeah, is such it, a great movie. It's so good. Uh, a great political satire. Um, mm-hmm. I, really, yeah, iconic Reese Witherspoon performance. Uh, and it's kind of nice to see Matthew Broderick playing its tri- type as well. Um, he's usually kind of the good guy. And, yeah. Uh, um, so that's fun. And, see, this is like – it's the kind of Reese that I miss because like in the 90s, she would play like the craziest, most amazing parts yeah, yeah. And then it was sort of like after like Legally Blonde, like she sort of sold out a bit and just did like a bunch of like rom-coms. Like some were good and some were just like, uh That's so true. And I'm like, I want you to like play like another Tracy Flick or like yes. just, you know, which she kind of did in uh, Big Little Lies a bit, which I was yeah. happy about. I was like, yeah, oh, OK, yeah, that's the yeah. that's the Reese I love. Right. You know, oh, God, she's yeah. so good. I, yeah, I haven't watched the second season of that still. That reminds me. I haven't either. Yeah. I haven't. I think I watched like the first two episodes and then I was like – and then for like something happened and I was like, I guess I'm not going to keep going. But it, it wasn't because I didn't like it. I was just like life is happening and all kinds of stuff, you know. Right, right. Um, I need to watch that. Other, Damn it. Uh, Freeway. Have you seen that? From I adore that movie. Oh, that's with every fiber there. of my being. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> another shout out from us. Uh, <laughs> Stamp she of is approval. so good in that. She is so good. It, that is the that is one of the wackiest, most insane films it is. of all time. Like I, it's it just an, another absolutely per, perfect cast. Yep. E- everybody's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, it's and that is not on Blu-ray yet either. And I'm getting kind of uh, kind of Im- impatient. I'm a little mad yeah, about that. Tragedy. A little angry. Man. This is yeah. just it's it's not right. It's not right. right. It's <laughs> it's so sad. And if we have it's, to take a stand against right. something in this era, it's going to be yeah. not having freeway you know on Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> and drop the gorge. Freeway matters. Okay. Hashtag. Yeah, Hashtag. <laughs> I am so over it. I am over it. Oh. Uh, Cancelled. All right. Yes, you canceled Lionsgate or who, 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 whoever owns the rights now. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> um, what's your next pick? Uh, okay, this is a, a very different from everything else on this list. Um, mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain. Mm, it's yeah. nostalgic. It was one of the first movies I can remember actually seeing and a. a adoring and i still have a copy on tape uh, that my grandmother taped off of like the disney channel in like the 90s it's just it's just like a warm blanket of love it's just i i I love everybody in the film um although i'm gonna say this there's a scene that i think could stand to be cut in the film Mm -hmm. and it's like the long like broadway melody thing it just kind of goes on and on and on and it just it Every time I watch it now, I'm like, does this need to be here, guys? Like, does it really? <laughs> but besides that, it is – It is. it moves at such a clipped pace. It's so much fun. The songs are great. I mean, Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, uh, Debbie mo- motherfucking Reynolds. Come yeah, on. It's yeah, just yeah. perfect. Perfection all around. Man, you make me want to watch it. So I've been watching it since I was a kid, probably. Um, oh they, man, they showed it at some uh, independent theater uh, around where I lived, and I remember loving oh. it. And for some reason, I just haven't visited. But yeah, um, it is so totally good. worth it. It is so, so much good. fun, and yeah. it has aged like a dream. It's nice. still hysterically funny, and oh, it's just great. Yeah. I love it. 
Yeah, I, um, I can't believe I didn't have any musicals on my list, actually, so good for you oh, for putting that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta represent, you know, gotta... <laughs> and of course, these are just the five, like, today that we picked. You know, there are yeah. um, See, so many others that are the, not on these lists. Yeah. The pro- problem is that it kind of, like, goes, like, day by, by day day a bit like yeah they just kind of change every every single day i'm i'm like my top five sort of just switch a bit mm-hmm. same um my final and, one i wanted yes. to pick something a little more recent uh so Whoa. i decided on the skeleton twins from 2014 <gasps> oh that's a great movie it's so good um it's probably the film from last decade that i've just rewatched. uh uh, over and over and over and over again. Uh, I, I think it's such a great dramedy that nobody really talks about it ever. And I don't know why, because yeah. it's so good. Um, you get I these two, yeah, two comedic actors, uh, Kristen Wiig and Bill Hatter sort of playing against type in these fairly dramatic roles. Although still plenty of, you know, uh, dark humor in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's my favorite Bill Hatter role that I've seen him in. Absolutely. Um, so good. He's also really good on Barry in HBO, but on HBO, but um, he, he's so good in this. Uh, a lot of great dysfunctional family vibes and queer themes mixed in with some really messy existential crises, which is kind of a recurring theme on some of my picks here. So I guess I have a thing for that. <laughs> uh, a lot of like fabulous fall and Halloween imagery and a spontaneous musical number. So there we go. That that musical number brings me so much joy every time <sighs> I see it. It's just. It just comes out of such a a delicious place. I I, yes. I I love it so much. It is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It just it checks so many boxes. Um, and I think that's my last one. What's your last one? Uh oh, and then uh, I had dropped dead gorgeous. But since oh we, right, we covered we've that. already talked about it. Perfect. There's nothing perfect, left to perfect. say. It's a perfect movie. <laughs> it's yeah. What else can you say? Release it on Blu-ray. That's all. I yes, can say. yes. Come um, on. People. So let's see. What's our next question on here? Uh, okay, this might be another loaded question here, but what is your favorite horror franchise? Oh, okay. Well, see, that's kind of easy. Uh, yeah. I would say A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, okay. Because I think there's something to like about every installment. And it it might just be because I think I, – I want to say that was the first franchise that I saw, I think. And I saw – the first three that I saw were what are considered to be the worst ones. I saw part five and part two, and then I saw Freddy's Dead. So I got what they refer to as the worst Sure. first. But I I think there's stuff to love in all of those. I think uh-huh. the, the Nightmare franchise always had a thing for – really interesting, relatable characters. And I think that's sort of what sort of like sets it apart from probably every other franchise that I can think of was that even if like there were some sort of missteps on the story front, the characters were always sort of interesting and you, and you, you always kind of pulled for, for, for them, even as like Freddie turned into kind of a jokester Mm -hmm. you still really pulled for the characters that were that that he was trying to kill right. um and also it's just so imaginative and there's all these really cool dreams scenes yeah, and yeah, and yeah. every film has at least one one or two set pieces that are genuinely interesting and creative and um and so i just i feel like there's more sequels in that that i love than i hate Whereas with every other fran- franchise, I can easily say, okay, I love one, three, and 
8, but oh my god, part 7 and 5, they're like the worst things I've ever seen in my life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, although, I, I this was kind of tough because I think Child's Play is also a mm-hmm. really am- amazing fran- franchise. Yeah. That was my um, pick, yep. So, okay, oh, okay, so <laughs> this is a nice little segue. Okay. Segue. <laughs> so you tell me why Child's Play I, I, is your favorite. You know, I, uh, let's see, I didn't write down too much, I just wrote down Child's Play, so let me uh, gather my thoughts here. Yes, I... <laughs> I, similar to what you said about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I feel like I like more installments than I dislike in the Child's Play franchise. There are only a couple. Yeah. Um, part three, I'm not big on. Um, uh, yeah, three's kind of... Uh, I... Okay, I know a lot of people really liked uh, uh, Colt. I was not so big on Colt of Chucky either. Um, not my favorite, no. Yeah. Um, but all the other ones, I think I enjoy quite a bit. Even Seed of Chucky, which I acknowledge is a completely different animal. And, like, I don't even know if it belongs in, like, the discussion of... Okay, if we're that, talking about the horror entries, but that movie needs some love and respect because yes, I think it's a yes. hoot and a half. It and is very fun. Yeah, it's just Jennifer Tilly camp, camp, camping it up. It's just yes. heaven. It's yeah, absolute yeah. heaven. Yeah, it's so good. I I go back and forth between. Um, I mean, Child's Play two, perfect film. You know, um, it, it really is. It is yeah. so tight and well constructed, and that. that the fi- finale. Oh my god! Yes, it is yes. so intense and fun and suspenseful. Like, oh, yeah, god, I yeah. love it. So I go back and forth between that one, which I would, I would say is like the perfect you know child's play horror film, and then Bride, yes. Bride of Chucky, which is just you know uh, fantastic. All the you oh know, monster vibes and uh, <laughs> the dark comedy, and like he was clearly vibing on all, everything that was going on with the Scream era and uh, yes. all the meta references, and it's just so fun. It is. It is like I. I actually missed that when it first came out, and mm-hmm. I watched it, I think it was on, like, pay-per-view, and it instantly just, like, shot to the top of, of my of my list. It was mm-hmm. just one of those wonderfully funny, campy, but still – but I, I, I think that's the trick with these is that they're, they've be- become very campy as they've gone on, but mm-hmm. there's still that element of da- danger – um, that a lot of films don't really have, you know, yeah. either they're just really campy and fun or they're, or they have that danger, but this has both. And I love that they're still able to kind of have their cake and eat it too. I agree. I agree. Before they just went off the rails for Seed of completely. Chucky. <laughs> completely. In a good way. In a good I way. Love. Yeah. I, yeah, love, I love it so love much. It. Yes. <laughs> and I also think it's just the fact that you know it the fran the franchise has had one particular person be be behind it since the start yes. you know don mm-hmm. mancini is a god he has just he has kept it fresh and unique and expanded upon the story in creative interesting ways and that's why i think it's just going to keep going on and on and on yes. uh, as it as it should because he will take huge risks constantly right right. you know it's it's perfect which we will never see in whatever that reboot was uh, i'm never gonna talk about it (laughs) oh boy Um, yeah there was some stuff in there that i was like okay this is interesting it's like if you had maybe not not called it child's play i could have maybe gotten on board with it i don't know i think that was a victim of I think the studio was just like, hey, we've got the rights to Child's Play. Maybe we should remake it. It doesn't yeah. really matter if it has nothing to do with the franchise, but let's just use the name. And I, get, I, I suppose it kind of worked. I think it did okay at the box 
office. I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah, from what um, I heard. But it's just it's not it it was it was a nice try. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Yeah, it was um, fine. More looking forward to the TV series whenever that. Comes I am too. Along. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I can't wait. I, I think that was my sort of biggest beef with Colt uh, that it, it set up this giant uh, competition with Andy in the previous film that really yeah. never came about in Colt. And, right. And then they introduce all this uh, more mythology than I really needed. Like, suddenly there's like mm-hmm. millions of Chucky and I'm just like, where are things yeah. going from here? And like, I yeah. appreciated the insanity of it and the fact that it is set in, you know, an asylum type setting, but I it was just, I don't know. Um, I need to revisit it. Maybe I'll like it more. Um, yeah, I... I watched it at a really weird time and there was a lot of stuff going on in my life and I was I think I almost want to say like some of that might have like rubbed off on it and I don't really think that's completely fair to the movie and so I I need to watch it again at some point sure 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 um yeah, well, that, that was a great little discussion there. Uh, do you want to take the next question? Oh, yes. Okay, so, uh, favorite and least favorite horror subgenre. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, this was kind of tricky as well, although I, I think I narrowed it down to uh, spooky, character-driven, supernatural thrillers. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, in particular, like, uh, The Shining, The Ring, In the Mouth of Madness, uh, The Others... The Innkeepers, Jacob's Ladder. I could just go on and on and on. Suspiria 2018. Uh, I love films where there's something spooky and creepy going on, but it doesn't sort of take over the entire plot. You know, it's not about the jump scares. It's still focused on the characters and their relationships and uh, how they interact with each other. And that... I, I think those films do that for the most part pretty well. I also just watched uh, The Entity from 1982. Have you seen that? Oh, that's a great one. Ah, so good, so good. Uh, Barbara, Barbara Hershey. Barbara Hershey. Yeah. Just a lot of Invisible Man 2020 vibes in it. Like I was watching oh, it. I'm totally. Like this is the Invisible Man 2020. I don't. It really I didn't is. Realize oh it. shit. Wow. Yeah. Ah, uh, but um, yeah, it's great. Uh, um, also honorable mention to Body Snatchers Pod People movies, which I also oh. Love. Oh, like yeah, uh, yes. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Night of the Creeps, Slither, The Faculty, etc. They're all great. Um, yeah, uh, what's your favorite? Um, we'll see. Like those two, I do, I do love, and those are the ten. Uh, those are the what? Those are the <laughs> ones that tend to scare me the most. Yeah. Um, and kind of haunt me. Um, but I, uh, I said slasher. I'm okay, a simple yeah. man. Every yes, now yes. and then. I just want some comfort food, and the slasher is willing to serve it up, you know? It's like the mac and cheese of horror. It's just, it's it, it might not be good for you, but it gets the job done, and it tastes great. Right, and it's, yeah, junk food, I yeah. love that there's, like, little tiny sub-genres in the slasher sub-genre. Like, there's, you know, like, um, there's, like, high school slashers, and there's, like, uh supernatural slashers um sorority slashers Mm -hmm. and holiday based slashers and all this stuff it's just so ridiculous um and i i just like the formula because a lot of them have that that kind of like whodunit kind of a vibe like i think those are my favorite those are so much fun um, where, you know, there's, like, something that happened in the past, and now it's time to pay the piper. I love right, that. Right. So much fun. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I the, the sort of pod people thing would, would be right up there. I, I think, like, the the, um, the Stepford Wives kind of a vibe. Like, that, yeah, to true, me, is true. the ultimate 
horror film. I don't know why, yes. but it scares the shit out out of me. Oh, it's so good. I I don't know why it freaks me out. I'm like, I'm not a woman. Why am I scared <laughs> right? about being turned into a Stepford wife? But I'm like, but I think it's the concept of having your personality and everything that's interesting ab about you being just deteriorated and you're just turned in, in into this like shell of a person. That's yeah. terrifying. That's yeah. so scary. And I that think people forget just like how dark that ending is on oh there too. God. It's yeah. heartbreaking. Uh. It's so sad. It's, oh my god! Uh. Like, I, I, oh boy, that's that. That's a rough one. And oh. uh, of course, we were talking about uh, the Stepford Wives from the 1970s, not the 2004 no, <laughs> remake. Uh, Bette uh. Midler. Which you know what? I'm gonna say this is unpopular, but you know the yeah. gloves are coming off. Sure. I enjoy certain aspects of the remake. No, I do too. I do too. Uh, but it's just, you have that cast, and it, it is a almost perfectly cast movie, and I'm like, I wish they would have maybe gone a little darker, you know, just because I think they could have handled it, and it would have been interesting. Because, um, you know, Nicole Kidman as Joanna, absolutely great casting. Mm -hmm. Bette Midler as Bobby, come on. Amazing casting. I, I would have liked to have seen how that would have been if they had made it a little bit more serious. If, if I agree. it would have worked. I agree. That I think, the, really from what I understand, the original ending was darker, and then I guess that didn't test well, so they yeah, reshot there, it. And, there were uh, a lot of reshoots, I rem remember. Um, yeah. I think what – the best part of that was there was a teaser trailer that came out that was so great – and if it had been kind of like that, I think I I would have liked it a bit more. It was yeah. a great trailer. Oh my yeah. god, it was so good. <laughs> the, the cast the cast is perfect, and uh, oh, it's so good. I, I it's love Paul cast. Rudnick. Like he wrote like every one of my favorite nineties yeah. movies. So uh, exactly, there's there's definitely things to like about the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, now for um, least favorite horror uh, genre. That's we really get into the hot takes, right? Um, <laughs> uh oh, oh, uh, I'm excited. Um, I, I I fear saying this. Uh, for fear that we will lose our uh, two listeners, but uh, oh. I am not a big zombie <laughs> movie person, actually. Um, oh, right back at you. And I, I don't know what it is. I think uh, part of it is the the whole consumer metaphor thing has been done to death. Like we so did it in the seventies, and it was brilliant yeah. then. Uh, yeah. I and I just I don't really find mindless hordes interesting to watch. I guess like there are exceptions, no. but. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I like a couple classics, you know, I like Dawn of the Dead, I like Return of the Living Dead, which is great. Right, yeah. um, you know, the classics, uh, um, anything with dead in the title from the 60s or 70s. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then after that, I'm kind of like, I don't know, like the only one that I've seen recently that I really liked was Train to Busan. Uh, yeah. Which is very, uh, but, and I really liked that one because it kept the focus on the characters, uh, like right. the original Night of the Living Dead, and it didn't... Uh, sort of pander to all of these gore hounds that just want to see and nothing against gore hounds but like you know no. I, I i don't just want to see people getting killed for like two hours like that's it's just not boring something, yeah for, for it's me it's like it's great yeah. for about like 20 minutes and then i'm like okay is there gonna be a story here right you exactly know? yes yeah so uh yeah zombie yeah. movies uh don't hate them but they're definitely not things i usually seek out i usually wait <laughs> until i've watched like everything else i'm gonna watch and then i go and like okay let's see how this is yeah exactly i'm not big on those myself i'm not i um i I like uh, Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, sure. um, Return of the Living Dead, um, mm -hmm. and I like Demons. But that I don't, I don't re oh, really know yeah. if, if that's a zombie movie per se. I guess True. it sort of is, but they're like possessed by. 
demonic shit. I don't yeah, know. That's I'm kind of like kind of like the Evil Dead trilogy. Um, yeah, like is that a zombie movie necessarily? I don't know. That it's is a good weird. question. Yeah, zombie adjacent. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's somewhere in the ballpark of zombiness. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not big on like found footage movies. Okay. I'm yeah. not. There's a few that I think have been good. Um, mm-hmm. I I saw one recently called Hell. Hell House, which I thought was actually genius. I was right. very impressed with that film because um, it actually scared me, which doesn't happen that much. But sure. as a whole, I'm sort of like it's kind of lazy and it, I'm always kind of like, why are they recording? Because typically they don't really have a reason to. <laughs> right. Put down the camera, and, Jan and Brian. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. there's, there's z- zombies chasing you. Like, why do you still like, why are you recording this? You know, right. with like um with something like um record yes. it makes sense mm-hmm. and so i love that film that's yeah, great me too me too um but most of them i'm just kind of like put down the camera and go be productive you know i'm i'm kind of like I, I i don't get it yeah. i'm sort of uh, I, I think the worst one for 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 me was it it was the one when i realized this movement has officially jumped the shark it was a movie called the devil inside Mm, yeah, I've not seen that. And uh, oh, you don't have to. Uh, it's <laughs> well, uh, there. It, so it's it's it, interesting for a second, and then at the end, it's 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 at the clock clock climax, and it's actually starting to pick up some steam. And the entire cast is in the car, and their car crashes, and it cuts to black, and then there's a title card that comes up that says. If you want to know what happened, visit this website. Oh, no. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh. I paid money to see this shit. And they're like, go to our website and find out what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you kidding me with this? Yeah. I'm like, what What? What? what the fuck, guys? Like, come on. Oh. It was so p- pathetic. I mean, I oh, guess no. I'll give it some credit for being somewhat realistic, since I guess that would have probably k- killed them all and they wouldn't continue to record true but i was like come on guys this is a bit much yeah no that that makes sense there's only a couple that i really enjoy uh even off the top of my head i'm like "Ah, blair witch project i mean the first the classic Uh, yeah yeah Uh, but uh man i kind of liked willow creek have you seen that one i haven't seen that it's it's okay it's like bigfoot uh in oregon uh it's interesting but i don't know they're very much just like movies you can put on and not really have to pay attention to which right. sometimes is okay um i did like hell house llc like you said as well um, that was a good one yeah oh, oh yeah. shit uh i don't know if if uh if this counts or not uh lake mungo I, oh I don't know yeah if that counts yeah. or not yeah. i guess it would but it's more like a documentary ish mm-hmm. like a mockumentary but um i, I like that creepy, creepy. very yeah. creepy that's a great movie but yeah. um i'm not sure if it counts i guess it does i don't know i'm just gonna yeah. say that it does I don't yeah know. we'll count it we'll we'll, we'll give some credit to that <laughs> throw some uh yeah uh i love the dysfunctional family I, i'm always here for a dysfunctional yeah. family which that film has always. and it's just uh it's great um yeah i liked that that one i think i can maybe count like three or four that i liked and that's about it like even paranormal activity i saw that like opening day and i was like that was a waste of my time i just yes. couldn't get into Same. i was like there's nothing going on here I remember watching it with a group of friends in college and they were just staring at the screen the whole time, like just completely transfixed. And the whole time I'm just kind of checking my phone and like, I just, I don't know. It It was like, that was maybe like one of the worst double 
features I ever had because I watched that with my friend um, opening day, and we we went to go see that, and then we went to see the remake of The Stepfather. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what have I done to deserve this? I don't yeah. understand. It was just – it was a bad day for the movies. It was not <sighs> great. The original Stepfather is so good. Oh, oh my I god. It's a it. classic. Uh, it's so amazing. Uh, um, whose turn is it? I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, I think it's your turn. I think. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I think this is either final or like one of the final questions. Here we go. Uh, favorite yes, yes. guilty pleasure horror movie? Oh, um... Well, I don't like the term guilty pleasure. Sure. I find it very offensive. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess the closest thing I could say for a guilty pleasure would be a movie called Night Train to Terror. Mm. Um, it's a anthology of sorts, and it uh, it takes place on a train. <laughs> and um, there's a rock band performing uh, to... Uh, no one in particular. I, I guess they're just entertaining them themselves, and um, and also on the train are God and Satan, and they are having a competition to to uh, find out who can gather the most souls, and so they start to talk about all these cases, and there's a and um, and so there's three different stories, um, and each one was apparently originally made to be a full length feature film and so they've all been cut down to like 20 30 minutes which renders them absolutely incomprehensible and and so it's 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 sort of charming because each story kind of has moments where you think i would like to see what this would be like as a full film and then it's over and you're like what the fuck was that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's 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 it, it's a very weird kind of sloppy disjointed movie and it makes no sense whatsoever but there's a lot of really interesting bits that i really like and um and i i think it, it has a pretty low score on imdb and amazon and all those places but you know what? i say fuck them they don't know yeah. what a good time is. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, that that always tends to be it's an issue with um, anthology films, where like there will yeah. be like uh, like one or two segments will be amazing, and then the rest of them will just be kind of man, and it's hard to really exactly. recommend the film. And I, yeah, uh, it's so tough. Yeah, with those because I mean, even with like Creep Show, like mm-hmm. I love I love Father's Day, I love. Um, the I crate. love the crate. Yeah. I love something to tide you over. I sort of like um, the creeping up on you. And then Jordy Verrill, I'm like, why is this here? Yeah. Just yeah. go away. Go away. I don't like I, it. I don't need to see Stephen King like having this vanity moment. With, it's yeah, really I, weird. It's, he's it's, just it's, not much of an actor. And he's just no. like, oh, hello, it's me, Jordy. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this, Steve? Yeah, Come on. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That 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 is uh, probably one of the more consistent uh, anthology films. Yeah. Yeah. And even that one has, you know, like the one that's kind of a clunker, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. and so you just kind of have to expect that. I I, yeah. I don't think I've seen one um, that where I've absolutely loved every single story. Same, I don't think it same. exists. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I really enjoy Trick or Treat, but I do think it's it's such a different beast from all the other yeah, ones with them being kind of has like a different and, structure. Yeah. yeah, so I almost wouldn't put that in the same category so, uh, but that came pretty close to almost being like a like a almost perfect yeah. anthology because i i remember liking all the stories and there were a few that i loved 
Um, but at least I liked all the stories, which is yeah. at least a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, a... what about your uh, guilty pleasure? Okay. Um, yeah, even though I came up with this question, I agree with you <laughs> that I don't really like the term <laughs> guilty pleasure. Um, because I don't really ever feel guilty about liking something. and uh, I don't either, yeah. Um, I will say uh, my choice is perhaps in fairly objectively bad movie, but I still really enjoy it. And that is um, Wes Craven's Cursed from uh, 2005. Oh, yeah. You know what? I am sorry. That is a fun movie. Yes, I don't know I agree. how it became fun because it was a disaster, but yeah. it's so much fun. I think it is really impressive that that film turned out as fun as it is, given you know yes. all of the production history. And uh, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, like, you know, it was so chaotic and it went on for so long and they cut entire mm-hmm. plots and actors and apparently there were, there were like four different versions of this film floating out, yeah. out there and i just want to see them all i mean i i, Me too. I love it. Yeah, um i, I want think it's more cursed yeah i think i mean you could do a whole like docuseries about the making of curse right i oh, mean totally maybe yeah. like five people would watch it but like <laughs> we yeah, would watch but it. um they would be quality human beings though yeah be yeah <laughs> i mean in the cast is just it's perfect you got like you know goth queen christina ricci and uh, uh joshua jackson from dawson's creek and so urban legend good. and uh uh milo oh, ventimiglia so from heroes and uh gilmore girls oh, and it, yes. it's so and of course judy greer Fucking Judy Greer. The queen. <laughs> Judy. Actually, weirdly enough, I think this is her best part ever. I think that's because fair. She gets so much to chew on, especially in the last act. And she's so much fun and she's so campy and having the best time. Yeah. And it's such a treat to watch her just go off the rails and have a great time. It's oh, I agree. God, it's so much fun. Even when so she turns great. into this like really bad CGI werewolf that flips <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, It's so fun. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy it because that makes me feel better about doing this podcast. (laughs) Um, And you know what? If you made me pick between Scream 3 and Cursed, I would pick Cursed every single day. That is, I I just like Scream 3. (laughs) I would too. Uh, Because, you know, Scream 3... I, I, I might have gotten into a little bit of trouble re- recently because I, I said it's it's probably the worst one in the fran- oh, for, for, for franchise. And for I didn't sure. understand that a lot of people really seem to love it. And I get it. I mean, because I think it was the first one I saw theatrically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool. So there's like a little nostal- nostal- nostalgia there. But it's, uh, the more I rewatch it, I'm like... If this was just like Parker Posey, it would be amazing. But right. it's she just makes sort of, film. it's kind of like it just, uh, and then Courtney's bangs, and I, I just, oh god, it's just a mess. Right, right. It's a little much. Like, this is what happens when you don't let, uh, you know, the person who has been writing the films for oh my x years I, actually write, you know, the next entry. And it's I don't can know. we talk about that? I think that is shame, <laughs> shameful. Yes. Fuck Harvey Weinstein. Fuck yep. him hard. Mm-hmm. I hate him so much, mm-hmm. and I'm glad he's gone because this is the only chance that a Scream Five will ever be halfway decent if they let Kevin Williamson come back. Don't bring in any ghost writers. Just let mm-hmm. him do his do his damn thing. You know, there's a reason why Scream 1 and 2 are the best ones, because he had his hand in them. Right. And and then and Scream 4, I, I've come around on that a bit. Uh, when I first saw it, I was not loving it. Yes, um, but it was mostly I didn't love the parts that you could tell were not Kevin Williamson. Right. And I was like, why did this happen? Like, yeah. did, didn't you learn from part three that that doesn't work? I just, yeah, I, like, I agree. I think it's, it's, uh, I think 
overall a little underrated, but it's it, yeah. I still don't like. I don't know. It's it feels kind of like a reunion special to me because it's so far removed yeah. from the rest of them. Like I really only need right. one and two. Like, and I'll be happy yeah, with that. Much. And honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I would be fine with just one. Like, I really enjoy two uh, yeah. a lot, but, like, yeah. if you made me choose, like, only one, it would be one. Uh, I think two is about as good as you could expect a sequel to be. To sure. I, I, I think what it did right, it really did right. But It is one of the best sequels of all time, for sure. Um, I mean, did it need to be made? Maybe not. But right, right. For what it is, it's it's quite good, you know? Yes, yes. I, um, Especially but, given all the script changes that they had to do because things were leaked online. And, yeah. Uh, and it still came I mean, out pretty the good. Early so. days of the internet, you know, yeah. that was a crazy time. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> man, man, I was, what was I watching recently? I was watching uh, uh, Copycat. Oh, I think we were briefly oh, talking about yeah, that. From I've got to rewatch that. It, um, man, she is on this like 1995 computer, like most of the movie, Ooh. and it is just amazing. The software is so ridiculous. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy it's one of those moments where it's like here zoom in and it's like <laughs> zoom in and it's like it's still really blurry and just like it's oh like, my god I, it's just wonderful i love it that drives me the most insane is when like you know like they're like trying to in investigate this you know like thing and they have like security cam and they're like what would happen if we just zoomed in right. and they zoom and they zoom in and all it's of like a sudden crystal it clear. actually gets cl- clearer like yeah. it was like grainy as fuck and now it's like high hd shit i'm like sure. that's not how it works that's not how that works yeah <laughs> and i still see that all the time and i'm like i'd like to know what kind of software you guys are using because yes. i've never seen that before in 1995 yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like that's some high-tech shit we still don't have that like what the fuck right <laughs> like, right right come on 1995 uh, what, i was too what, busy with my aol chat rooms and uh <laughs> I was calling movie phone. I don't know about yes. you. I was like, <laughs> it's oh, crazy. Oh. It's insanity. I don't it's, get it. Me neither. Oh man, these things. Oh, oh, well, that was a great discussion. I think this was fun. I had a good old time. Yeah. Um, hopefully everything recorded fine. We will, we will find out listeners. We, we <laughs> definitely will. We definitely will. Um, and I think we will be starting films very soon here. Uh, hell Yeah. Let's see. What do we have set up for social media right now? I think we just have an Instagram account at the moment. And that yes. is uh, homos on Haunted Hill on Instagram. All one word. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, social media you'd like to plug? I've got a Facebook page. Cool. Uh, just Chris Moore. It's pretty pretty simple. And uh, it's got some pages for my movies. But I don't think we need to get in, into that just yet. Sure. You have to kind of like figure out if you like me first. So right. I totally get it. You know, if you want right. to su- su- support my career in the arts. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to find out what we're gonna what we're gonna tackle first because yeah. there's so many choices. Oh right. my god, I'm excited. And we came up with some really great options, so I'm excited. Oh yes, I'm so happy. Ah. cool well i guess that wraps it up yes thank you for listening everybody yes this has been all five of you yes (laughs) this has been the introduction episode of homos on haunted hill bye goodbye (laughs) 